The views expressed in this interview are those of the individuals and do not reflect the official policy or position of the U.S. government, the Department of Defense, the U.S. Navy, or the Naval Postgraduate School. Welcome to the Trident Room, brewer of stout conversation, unfiltered and on tap. On today's episode, Trident Room host Marcus Antonellis sits down with John Hammerer. All right, hey, hello to all our NPS Trident Room podcast listeners. I'm Lieutenant Marcus Antonellis, and I'm uh, joined today uh, with uh, Captain uh, John Hammerer, who is a fellow or NPS graduate. He was the uh, commanding officer, the plank owning commanding officer of the USS Paul Hamilton, the USS Lake Erie, while its primary mission was ballistic missile defense, and most notably worked at the Aegis uh, Program Office. Uh, so he's here today. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, several things, uh, notably uh, education, the Meyer Scholar Program, of which he is also uh, the, the leader of. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about integrated air and missile defense uh, at BMD and uh, a, few other, a few other things uh, along the way. So uh, with that being said, um, first of all, welcome. Kevin Hammer, Thank really you. appreciate you coming on today. Uh, glad to have you. Uh, we've had some some pretty awesome conversations so far, <laughs> so I figure, hey, let's start recording and let's get it all on the record. Um, so first thing, uh, first thing we were sort of talking about uh, was the importance of uh, higher education, namely graduate level education, uh, for our officer force, and namely unrestricted uh, line officers. Um, so why don't we why don't we start peeling back the layers of, of that onion and uh, see where that takes us? So I'll I'll turn it over to you and let's sort of continue the comments that we had uh, going on just a few minutes ago. Yeah, of course, uh, and, and thanks very much for the opportunity to be here. I mean, I'm really I'm really very honored to be able to be on your podcast. This is this is absolutely wonderful, especially during COVID times when you get to talk to you of know course, people yeah, and stuff like great. that. But uh, yeah, I mean, I think this whole this whole topic of uh, advanced education for naval officers uh, is just so very, very important today. Um, there's, I can't believe there's anybody who hasn't heard of the fact that um, you know things are getting more and more sophisticated. Naval warfare is incredibly sophisticated, and as good as the training uh, is, uh, it's only one part of it, right? Because I think of things in terms of what do you got to really have to be exceptionally competent and confident as a naval officer? And I think there are three things. One is training. You've got to have superlative training, which really uh, uh, mimics the operational environment with high fidelity. And, and the nature of warfare being chaotic and uh, just totally disorders. You, you've got to be trained very, very well because there's no time to think when you're under fire. Um, so that's part one. Part two, of course, is experience. And uh, I'm a surface warfare officer, was a surface warfare officer, <laughs> always a surface warfare officer. And the thing I think is really uh, interesting is, uh, in my experience anyway, is that I think of being an officer of the deck, for instance, right? So I can almost remember the first time I was OOD. It's like, wow, let's see. Uh, I never had this pop up before. What do I do? And and that happened a lot in the in the early watches. Like you're up there and like, boy, you gotta gotta call somebody. You gotta call your you know your roommate or your shipmate or something. Like, hey, you know, uh, this never happened when I stand in JOD. What do, what do I do now? So as time goes on and you stand more and more watches, you gain more and more experience, 
And so the learning curve kind of flattens out. It's very steep in the beginning. And then over time, it begins to flatten out. And it, but it still has that kind of um, upward trend in that you're still learning. It's just that you learn things um, uh, uh, only more infrequently, right? Because you've seen all the other stuff. So, so training is really important. Experience is really important. But, but the education is equally, if not more important, because the education helps us figure out the solution to the operational problem that we've never seen before, the things that we can't anticipate. And, and that's why the education, learning the principles, getting the foundations is so important because those principles, those foundations, that theory is applicable forever. I mean, I'm, a, I'm proud to say I'm a physics major from NPS, and, and the things that I learned uh, when I was here are the things that were taught uh, eons ago and the things we still teach today. And the reason is because they are enduring. And once you learn them, you can apply them to any number of different situations. Uh, so uh, I, I think that's why education is so important. I think that's why it's such a great thing to be here at the Naval Postgraduate School to pick up all those things that our forefathers did. So my couple of my great heroes are uh, Admiral Arlie Burke, who was a graduate of the Naval Postgraduate School, and uh, of course Admiral Wayne Meyer, who's a graduate of the Naval Postgraduate School. The reason why I think these guys are such titans, you know, uh, of our profession is because they significantly changed the course of naval warfare. And the thing that really enabled them to do that was their great education. A lot of people don't know that Admiral Burke, the only three-time chief of naval operations, he had three tours as, as CNO, they, kinda, they know him as 31-knot Burke the swashbuckling Desron commander of the Solomons campaign. Uh, but they really don't know that he was a graduate of NPS. In fact, uh, at the time, his class of uh, Naval Academy class of 1923, 48% of his class went to the Naval Postgraduate School. Oh, wow. And uh, he uh, later, uh, in the course of all that, got his master's degree in chemical engineering. And, and you might say, well, why would we send a guy to get a master's degree in chemical engineering? And the reason is because in the day, the Naval Postgraduate School only had a, a small handful of curricula. Uh, but they were all technical curricula. His particular curriculum was uh, naval Ordnance Engineering with a specialty in explosives. Ah, now, now we get to understand why Arlie Burke was not only um, an ordnance expert, but, but the commanding officer of the USS Mugford, who won the Battle Efficiency E, who won the Fleet Gunnery Trophy. Why was that? because he was an ordnance expert with graduate level education. And, and that carried on, right? Not only to the employment of uh, guns and torpedoes during World War II, but, but when he was a CNO, why is it that he was able to advance 
very, very rapidly things like fleet ballistic missiles, you know, the ICBMs that we fire from, fleet ballistic missile submarines today, nuclear power, guided missiles, uh, advanced command and control systems, like with Navy tactical data system. Why was that? Well, it's because Arleigh Burke truly understood the technology of the day and, and could advance the technology of the day in the Navy. That's, that's the true value of education. It allows us, it enables us to do those kinds of things throughout our entire career. Admiral Meyer's experience is very much the same. Admiral Meyer, the father of Aegis, the, the one for whom we should be thankful for sailing in those great Aegis ships. Uh, Admiral Meyer's experience was he, he came from what is known as the gumbo, the, the low-lying region of Missouri uh, during the Depression. He was a V-12 uh, uh, student in World War II. This is an officer uh, accession program in order to get lots and lots of naval officers at the time. He went to the University of Kansas. He got a double E degree there. He went on uh, to the Massachusetts Institute of Technology. In fact, as Admiral Meyer uh, tells the story, uh, he was ordered, ordered to naval education, advanced education, four times in his career. He didn't have a say in it. <laughs> it was just that Navy ordered him to go get educated. And, and the connection between Admiral Meyer and Admiral Burke is this. When, when Admiral Meyer, I'm sorry, when Admiral Burke was Chief of Naval Operations, he ordered hundreds and hundreds of officers to the Naval Postgraduate School for technical curricula. And the reason was he well understood the value of technical curricula to, to his job, both um, on shore duty, because he worked in the Bureau of Ordnance several times, and he also um, uh, applied that learning uh, throughout his career operationally. Uh, he knew that there was a significant deficiency in the number of naval officers who had advanced technical education. And if he was going to move forward with uh, nuclear power, with fleet ballistic missiles, with guided missiles, and all this new technology, that, that all that technology in the world does you absolutely no good if you don't have officers who understand how to acquire it and employ it. And I would say that when I use the term acquire, that's, that's with the capital A. Um, the, the students down at GSDM will understand this, uh, that big A acquisition includes uh, not only uh, the defense acquisition system, but as well the requirements generation system, which we know as JSIDs, where a lot of the unrestricted line officers work, and uh, also the planning, programming, and budgeting execution system. So when I say acquire, advanced naval warfare systems, it means all of those three defense decision support systems and the employment, which is, is what we do uh, as naval officers uh, today. So, so yeah, education, uh, how can you not love education <laughs> when it comes to being a competent and confident naval officer? It takes, it takes re education is really the icing on the cake of experience and training. And you just cannot make uh, advancements in acquisition and employment of uh, advanced naval warfare capabilities today unless you're exceptionally well educated. And that's what we do here at, at NPS. 
if, if you think about it, I think everybody in the listening audience is well familiar with NAV Plan 2021, you know, the higher level guidance from the Chief of Naval Operations. And NAV Plan 2021 uh, has as one of its principal objectives um, the uh, idea that we need to have a Navy that can outthink and outfight any adversary and that we must remain the best educated Navy in the world. And where, where do we get the best educated sailors in the world? We, we get them at the Naval Postgraduate School. It just, it's just kind of an amazing place to be when you think of it in all those terms. So, yeah, that's what I think about education. Well, <laughs> a little, that's all, that, a little that's long-winded. Wonderful. No, f- uh, for sure. No, and I agree. I, I definitely think the, 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 the two with Burke and Meyer, the, the education just was huge and their success. And, I mean, the gifts they gave to the Navy are still giving to this day. Um, so, yeah, education is just huge. And what I've seen is... With when you go to these these formal schools where you look over principles, you go over how do things actually work. Um, I, my undergrad was in mathematics, and I find myself time and time again, while I'm not maybe necessarily solving a math problem, especially in the surface navy, especially being an engineering division officer for my past two tours, I found mathematical principles have helped, and oftentimes solved complex problems that I've faced on the deck plates. And it's also allowed me to be a more effective teacher. Because I think part of education is mm. when the, the true mark of understanding in my, in my what I've experienced so far, um, I'm sure you can attest to this, mm. but the true mark of understanding is when you're able to effectively communicate that to others and give them a new level of understanding of the subject matter. And that for me is where the real reward lies. Because what you do for yourself in the, the immediate vicinity around you is one thing, but what you can do for others, that's just a whole other level of awesome. Uh, for 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 me, yeah, uh, and and you know I I'd add to that. Um, it's it, that's a great point, and and if you think of it, I I think most of your listening audience knows that uh, at, at one point the highlight of your career was being a damage control assistant. So, <laughs> so so if you if you kind of think about it, right? So let's just take a a, a a fundamental thing that that I think most sailors are all familiar with, right? Like like the like the crisis of flooding. Flooding on your ship, never a good day when you have flooding. So, oh, no. so we've, we've kind of thought about that problem. We, we have these things called eductors, right? So, so every, everybody on a surface ship, for sure, all, all surface warfare officers, and surface warfare specialists, know, know that they know how to operate an eductor. And, and, and because they've been very well trained to operate eductor, right? And so there's a certain sequence of valve openings that, that has to be right to make sure that the water goes out of the people tank instead of in the people tank. And, you know, we've, we've even got like, like little acronyms to help us remember that. But, and, 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 and little questions on qualification boards, like what's the, what's the minimum fire main pressure to, to operate the adductor? And, and everybody memorizes that. And then, but, but then here's where the education, I think, and, the, and if you think about education as being the how and the why, how and why something works. Because if you understand how and why something works, when it's broken, you can fix it. And even if it's not broken, 
you can optimize its performance. So let's take an inductor, right? The minimum firing pressure is 125. So that's that's the way a lot of guys go go through life. Now, okay, you've got battle damage, and the firing can only pump out 124 psi. Will the inductor work? Or what if it goes down to 120? Heaven forbid it should go down to 100 psi. Oh my gosh, none of the inductors work. Well, really? That might not be the case. Right. What what if? you understand that an inductor works by virtue of the vacuum that's created inside the inductor. And, and most inductors have right next to them a little vacuum gauge that tells you there's a vacuum being created and, and that the atmospheric pressure will push the water through the inductor with the help of the fire main. The more you know how and why something works, the better off you are. Right. So, so, gee, here we are, out there in the middle of the South China Sea. We don't want to be detected. Maybe if we knew how high-frequency radio transmissions worked and why they worked, bouncing off the ionosphere, that, that would help us in our conduct of operations. And, and the same can be said for many, many other things. How and why the gun works. How and why, how and why communications with the missile works how and why everything that is education because again experience helps but experience only helps with what we know what we've seen before training is important but it kind of only helps with what we've seen before it's the education that allows us and again uh, you know lots of our officers here uh, take uh, joint professional military education through the Naval War College. They take a course called Joint Maritime Operations. And one of the things they learn in Joint Maritime Operations is, uh, some may know it as the principles of war, and some may know it as the principles of joint operations, but, but, but whatever they're called, there, there's an element called the element of surprise. And that's how warfare works. So, we should all acknowledge that we are going to be surprised by something new, something novel. Something new, something novel that we have not been trained for. That's where the education comes in. So I think it's, I think it's important stuff. Oh, 100%. Yeah. And to go back on your adductor thing, I know especially uh, when I was as DCA giving, giving training to some of the younger JOs and the ship as large, I took actually pride in teaching the damage control indoctrination course to yeah. all, the, all the new sailors. 18 years old, fresh out of boot camp, to the to the 30 year old ex lawyer, new OCS <laughs> session. So that was always fun. I really enjoyed that. But really, the level of understanding because you ask someone how, it, again, going off the inductor example, ask someone how an inductor works. Oh, they can cite oh the Venturi effect. Mm. Okay, well, what what does that mean? And I guarantee you, if you drew the equation for the Venturi, then the Bernoulli principle on the where P1 V1 equals P2 V2 on the whiteboard they'd scratch their head. They're like, what does that mean? Right. Well, that's what you just told me. Oh, okay. And then it makes sense to them. Well, okay, well, as as pressure goes up, I get more, uh, velocity goes down, and uh, they're, they're, they're related by this equation. And then you can answer that question. Well, does it work with this much PSI? Well, yes, but you'll get less flow. You won't get as much gallons per minute. You won't get the same discharge rate. And I think, like you said, that's that, 
on a much lesser scale, that's that new problem that, oh, the fireman isn't giving me the right pressure. That's that new problem that the sailor's faced with. But because they have that equation, because they understand what that principle actually means, they understand the inner working of what at the end of the day is a pretty simple component, an adductor, it's very simple. Mm. Um, now that they actually truly understand how that works, they can solve that problem. Yeah. And I think that just that just drives your point home, which agree, yeah, agree 100%. Mm. And I think that, um, sort of into our next point, I think that's why I think the Meyer Scholar program has been established to a lesser mm. degree or to or great degree, correct me if I'm wrong, we'll, we'll dive into this one, but you have this set up here to sort of hone in that education um, and that wherewithal to sort of focus on improving our surface warfighters. Thanks for joining us in the Trident Room. For more information about today's guests and topics, please visit the show notes. The Trident Room has been brought to you by the Naval Postgraduate School Alumni Association and Foundation. For questions, comments, and suggestions, please email us at tridentroompodcasthost at nps.edu and find us online at nps.edu slash tridentroompodcast.